Tiny Tales presents The Faces of Ardune. Mountains of Ardune have faces carved upon them. Three faces. One turned up to the heavens, eyes wide in wonder. Another looking down to the plains below. And the last, with eyes closed and mouth open, green forest flowing like hair from the snowy peak. The faces sit, still and silent, on the mountain sides. In the dusk, the cavernous mouths spit black swarms of bats, and the rains of spring fall like rivers of tears from the pitted eyes. If a mortal hand carved them, it was long before ships came into the Bay of Ardune. When Ardun the Mariner first sailed into the bay, the great faces glared out over the forests, and the sailors cowered in fear, thinking they had strayed to the land of the old gods. And the eldest of Ardun still speak in their thin voices of the siege, when the black ships of Korthic covered the waters, bringing steel and fire, and death. A tempest rose that night, and when dawn came, the waters were clear and blue again. They say the mountains drew in the breath of the wind and blew them from the bay. But of all the legends of Ardun, and the faces set there, None is more well-known than that of Selkin. Selkin the heretic, some call him, and they say that the eyes of the mountain glowed red in the setting sun on the day he stepped off the great ship River Wrath onto the teeming docks of Ardune. When he came ashore, He asked one of the sailors who had been on the river wrath with him where he could see these faces he had heard so much about. There, the sailor said, pointing over the uneven roofs of Ardune to the looming mountains. Selkin studied them a moment, turning his head first one way, then another. An interesting trick of the light, he said at last. Though, from the tales, I had expected more. And he set off into the narrow and winding streets of Ardune. 
he was a traveler, and spoke with pride of his knowledge of the dry expanses of Arid and the tall forests of Arbor, though he never spoke of his home. Whatever his origin, he was the kind of man who, seeing a great mountain, saw not a shadow to be lived in, but a thing to be scaled. Why do you not mine the mountains? He asked the folk of Ardune, and the tavern where he had come to spend the night fell silent. Farmers and sailors, those who knew to fear the land's fury, turned their shoulders to him, staring into their beer. When Saukin was told the mountains were held in reverence, that none took even a pebble, he laughed. Rock and boulder, he cried. You freeze in houses of lumber when you could have stone. Others had tried, but a nun who had set out to cross the mountains and see what lay beyond had returned. A light came into Salkin's eyes when he heard this, and he took up a challenge that hadn't been given him. I will go, he said. I will stand in its mouth and take a stone from its belly. Then you will see that you've been afraid of nothing more than a shadow. The next day at dawn, he set out across the open plains, down the thin lanes between the fields and into the deep forests, toward the great peak of Ardune where the black mouth stood open. And those who watched him go shook their heads. In the dead of night, two weeks after Saukin's departure, the ground began to shake throwing dishes from the shelves and stirring the waters in the bay so that the ships swayed. A great roar rose from the mountains, then was still. In the morning, the people of Ardune saw that the stony mouth had shut. The mountain was sealed, and if Selkin yet lives, no soul in Ardune has seen him. But if asked, they will say that it was the mountain that swallowed him.
Today's episode of Tiny Tales was written and narrated by R.E. Rule. Music and production by Frank Narat. If you enjoy our show, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Join us on Patreon for as little as $1 per month to gain exclusive access to the Tiny Tales soundtracks. Visit us at tinytalespodcast.com for details. Thanks for listening.